And back with more of the Bobon film. Act three, buddy. Act three. Act three. Yes, buddy, my friend, my confidant, my some third thing. It is time once again for this podcast to casually mosey on into the third and final act of the show. And for the uninitiated out there, the third and final act is wherein we finally and eventually get around to discussing our artisanally handcrafted movie of the week. And this week... We're just trying to get through this goddamn year without going fucking insane with a Frankenstein together video of some Christmas specials and a random episode of a TV show that I call He Steven Daytona. Yes. It's the 1985 He-Man and She-Ra Christmas special, the 2008 Stephen Colbert Christmas special, and for no reason, my absolute all-time favorite episode of What We Do in the Shadows, Season 2, Episode 6, entitled On the Run. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was going to pick some Christmas movie, but I... We're so close to being done with 2020, and I, I I just want to for this year to be done and over with. And so instead of picking some movie that I may or may not like, I just decided to put two 45-minute Christmas specials together and uh, Frankenstein them together with a little bit of an intermission. And then at the last second, I added my favorite TV show because I just wanted to talk about Jackie Daytona on the goddamn podcast. And so if anybody wants to see this i did put a link in the chat of the stream last week so if you do want to watch the yeah. he man and she special and intermission then the 2008 stephen colbert christmas special and then season two episode six of what we do in the shadows the series you just have to go to facebook go to the facebook group go to the stream from uh 12 13 2020 and there is a link there uh for a limited time yeah. but uh, i i don't think we need to take that much time to discuss this i feel like this this one is just for us you know yeah this is just uh we're just so fucking close to being done with this goddamn year and i just <laughs> want this to be fucking over and done with and i know that on january 1st everything isn't gonna you know magically go back to normal but i just want to know that 2020 is fucking behind me so um he-man and she-ra a christmas special do you think you could explain the plot of this weird thing that I had never seen before. I've never seen this no, before. No, because I had a really hard time with this one. Yeah? There is a slice of life, okay, where things get a little weird, like after puberty, kind of dealing with adulthood, where cartoons become really stupid. You know? Yes. And they become for children and things like that. And there are there are a lot of other things that also fall into the same category. Just not just car- cartoons. 
you know, and then you start coming out of it. And you start watching cartoons again, ironically, you know, yeah, because it's so bad or or whatever. I, I was hooked on a cartoon kind of in that phase. I think it was the GoBots. Something yes. like that. The GoBots were the GoBots uh, were a nice transformative alternative. And then I think that this cartoon was like a ripoff of that. So like they weren't exactly the so like they were this cartoon was like the Transformers twice removed. I always thought as a child that the GoBots came first and then the Transformers came second, but that the Transformers were so popular that everyone assumed that the GoBots were a ripoff of the Transformers. But as far as I can tell, and I have looked this up online a couple of times, both the GoBots and the Transformers just so happened to come out at exactly the same goddamn time. Really? Yeah. Like so Armageddon and Deep Impact. Yes, 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 yes. So a lot of people just assume that the GoBots were a ripoff of the Transformers. I always assumed that the Transformers were a ripoff of the GoBots, but no, they just—they were just similar ideas that came out at exactly the same goddamn time. I liked GoBots as a child because they were cheaper and Transformers were expensive AF, and my parents would buy me GoBots instead of Transformers. So but uh, that's why... I, I think I've only seen one, well, technically two of the Transformers movies, because I saw the first Transformer movie, and then I saw Bumblebee, which was actually not that bad. But I haven't seen any of the other ones, because I don't give a shit about the Transformers. He-Man fell into that section of my life, and I've, I've never gotten past it. Although I do have the He-Man movie with Dolph Lundgren that I really want to oh, watch well, again. Goddamn classic Frank Langella. I was very much in the period of. First off, this is barely a fucking cartoon. Yes. You know? Yes. Like, you are in the speed racer category when it comes to animation here. Yeah. You know? Yeah, there's and there, then it there was, was just like such a, a crass commercial for the toys. Well, this was during a period in time where He-Man was super popular and they were making so much goddamn money and every child had I I I estimate I, I estimate that I owned roughly 90% of every He-Man toy that they ever made. I yeah. had Almost everything. And my parents would just buy these toys because the more He-Man toys they bought me, then the more I left them alone and played with the toys because my parents hated spending time with me. Yeah. Period. So they would buy me toys so that I would leave them alone, which is uh, just so much fun. But yeah. he -Man, I, need to, I need to jump in. Uh-huh. Because uh, yes. He-Man uh, was on TV when my boys were little. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't let them watch it. I was one of those strict parents. It, that makes sense, because like every episode was just selling like whatever the next yeah. action figure was. Or, yeah, exactly. and, like, and, it was and it was all about violence. And yeah, yeah, my sister says, yeah, but there's a moral. 
I went, no, the kids don't hear a moral. They say, give me that and yeah. fight like them. Yeah. Yeah. They they can add they can add a moral to the end of G.I. Joe, but kids yeah. won't remember watching G.I. Joe and go, Oh, remember that episode where they taught us about being nice? No, they'll remember the explosions and the gun shooting and the yeah. you know, they won't remember whatever the so called lesson was. Yeah, no, so that makes absolute sense. But, to not have your kids well, okay. watch. Okay, so now to totally tangent, though, uh, that's why I, because I just watched it again, how much I love that fucking Speed Racer movie. You know? Because, like, this live was my one? cartoon from when I was, yeah, the live action one, because it really yeah. nailed it. Like, that's how we felt as a kid. Like, Speed Racer was our hero, and part of Speed Racer was... No. He was just a downright honest, decent guy. Yeah, but you know what? Oh. My mother-in-law didn't let my husband watch that either. Speed Racer? Because he was always, uh, his parents would say, don't do this or don't do that, and he'd go off and do it anyway. Nah. Okay. Okay. To be fair, when Speed came out, there were a lot of kids who uh, would hide in trunks with their pet monkeys. Yes. That was a popular thing yes. at the time. I, I so. was like four when Speed Racer first came out. You know? So mm -hmm. I was really young and, and mm -hmm. I found it totally engrossing. You know? Yeah. And that's why I love the movie so much. I saw things in the original cartoon as Speed Racer because I was an impressionable four-year-old that yeah. didn't actually even exist in the cartoons. But the hmm. Wachowskis saw it and the Wachowskis put it on fucking film. Yeah, they took risks with that yeah. movie. They took a lot of risks with that movie. I, I I can appreciate that film. It, it's a goddamn, it's a spectacle, that movie yeah. is. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Eraser film. Okay, so He-Man was making so much goddamn money that they, but they also saw, wait, girls aren't buying any of these He-Man toys. We need to figure out a way to sell He-Man toys to girls. So they pivoted to, oh, yeah, we'll still be doing He-Man, but guess what? He-Man has a twin sister. The twin sister is named She-Ra. And so we're going to start promoting She-Ra like crazy because we want girls to start buying the She-Ra toys in the same way, because then we have all the boys buying these toys and all the girls buying the other toys. And this special came out during that period in time when they were really pushing She-Ra. So that's why in this Christmas special, every other line is, well, brother, what do you think, brother? I don't know, sister, but you're my favorite sister. We're sisters. <laughs> Brother and sister, that's us. Hey, She-Ra, my sister, whom I love. Let's go and fight the bad guys together. Me, He-Man, and my sister, She-Ra. We are together. Yeah. So that was like half of the goddamn special because they were really pushing like, hey, She-Ra, sell these. These are, they're He-Man toys for girls. Buy, buy these toys. Yeah. Please, girls, 
girls buy these toys. So then uh, She-Ra became popular, and suddenly they're selling He-Man toys and they're selling She-Ra toys. And that's when they fucked up. They said, hey, we've created this massive toy empire, He-Man and She-Ra. We're going to do it again. So they stopped He-Man, they stopped She-Ra, and they moved on to the, their next big project, Brave Star. He's a cowboy in space. Yeah. And nobody fucking liked it and it tanked and then the company like went bankrupt or whatever. Yeah. But, uh, but so I really liked He-Man and I was really into He-Man and I had every He-Man toy. But once they started pivoting to a girl and girl characters and girl sort of stuff, I kind of stopped by caring about He-Man because I was very, uh, 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 what's the word? Uh, gender normative at the time. Okay. And in my head, it was just, oh, so now they're promoting She-Ra. That's a toy for girls. I'm going to stop watching this because I have a penis. Yeah. And so so by the time this Christmas special came along, I just didn't care about He-Man anymore. So I had so this was my first time watching this, which was really weird because I loved He-Man. But this is my first time watching this. I forgot how cool. Skeletor looks really badass, but is the most bumbling son of a bitch. And the voice. Good lord. Yes. I forgot that Skeletor looks badass, but then you see him and he's like, we must stop He-Man! And it's like, what the fuck? Did you always sound like this? This is insane. Yeah. In my mind, in my, I wrote fan fiction in my head for this. And Orko ends up on Earth and meets these two Earth kids. And they're, and they're like, we got this Christmas tree to bring to our house to celebrate Christmas. And Orko is like, Christmas? What's Christmas? And they're like, we'll tell you about Christmas. Okay, so the wise men followed this star, and so in my head, go goes back to Eternia, but now he's an annoying ass born again Christian. Okay, and he's like, "Hey, hey, He Man, hey, Shira, we gotta fight Skeletor, but you know who we don't have to fight? Jesus, because he's inside of us always." <laughs> In my mind, Orko, the little shit, becomes like the 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 what's his name? Is saving Christmas? Uh, the worst Christmas movie. That's I keep wanting to say Candace Cameron. Um, Kirk Cameron. But Kirk Cameron, there you go. Yeah, in my mind, he's now the Kirk Cameron of Eternia. <laughs> and everyone's like, "Here comes Orko! Oh shit, he's got a Bible in his yeah. hand. Fuck! Don't say anything re- about the banana." Yeah, they have repeatedly tried to reboot He Man over and over again, and like, oh, here's here's He Man, but now he's in space and he's fighting aliens, and like nobody liked that. And then in like the nineties, oh, He Man is back, but now it looks like an anime, and it's all badass, and then nobody cared about that. And then in like the two thousands, look, Cartoon Network with this gritty, expensive, 
big budget uh, He-Man cartoon. And then that failed. And they're like, fuck, what do we do? Uh, we can't bring He-Man back. But then someone had the idea of like, okay, well, if, if people don't want us to reboot He-Man, crazy pitch, what if we tried rebooting She-Ra? And yeah. they did She-Ra on Netflix and so fucking popular. Yeah. So fucking popular. Still to this day, I'll go on like Tumblr and I'll still see people like fawning over the Netflix She-Ra show and sharing memes and shit like that and fan art and Bella was really into it and it felt so weird for me to yeah. have your kid into a cartoon that you actively avoided when you were seven. Yeah. Uh-huh. Real weird. Real weird. So anyway, uh, that's He-Man and She-Ra Christmas special. What are you doing, Bella? Trying to look for either of the two remotes that we have. You should try turning on a light, first off. And secondly, it, 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 they're not up there in the couch where near where Maxwell has his tablet. They're usually there. No? Okay. Well, I'll finish the podcast and I'll help you find it if you haven't found it already. Maxwell probably lost it. I, I well, I I probably lost it, but I just wanted to put the blame on someone else. I apologize. So that was the He-Man and She-Ra Christmas special. Then there's an intermission, and I just put it on there just to make it feel more movie-ish. Yes. Uh, I added the first Christmas cartoon I could find on archive.org. It didn't. It wasn't the best quality. But it's a 1936 cartoon by Max Fleischer called Somewhere in Dreamland set during the Great yeah. Depression. So, so that was the intermission. And then after that was the second Christmas special, and that was a Colbert Christmas, the greatest gift of all. It aired on Comedy Central on November 23rd, 2008. So it's 12 years old, which is really weird. Yeah. Does it look like it's 12 years old? I, I I actually have the DVD and I try and watch it every Christmas. It has a Yule log. And yeah. it's like an hour long Yule log, except uh, it, it's a fireplace, but but it being Stephen Colbert, the character, um, he's throwing popular like liberal books into the fire. Yeah. I miss uh, Stephen Colbert, the fake right-wing character. Is that you what know? he was in this? Yes. Yes, because he had his own show, The Colbert Report. So this was Stephen Colbert back when he was the fake right-wing Fox News pundit. Okay. And I miss that Stephen Colbert. Now we have Stephen Colbert, the late-night talk show host, which is fine. But, but Stephen Colbert, the fake right-wing pundit, pundit he did a really good job of exposing republican hypocrisy you know okay so you know? then tell me about that song which one the first one yeah the toby toby keith was it oh yeah no that, that is the absolute worst and i and i hate that part of the special but it makes sense with 
Stephen Colbert being the fake, fake right wing pundit. I feel that Toby Keith being in the special is his way of like poking fun at himself. And like, I guess I can appreciate that. I still hate the motherfucker, but the fact that he would be on Stephen Colbert's Christmas special, knowing that he's like this liberal guy pretending to be a right winger. Like, okay, well, I appreciate the fact that he was able to be on the show. You know? So so the joke would kind of be having him on and holding yeah. him up as a right wing person. Yeah. So you are then a part of the satire. Yeah, so I feel that Toby Keith's song was Toby Keith doing a parody of Toby Keith. Oh, I don't think there was anything in the song that was a fucking parody. I I, I feel does. like it is. Does. So like so like I'm kind of standing alone alone here. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> but I, 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 I own this DVD and I watch it every year. I, yeah. I like the the first song, which Stephen Colbert sings another Christmas song. I absolutely love that song. Yes. And then Feist's song as an angel, Please Be Patient. I absolutely fucking love that. And that's like one of my top five Christmas songs. Yeah. Ray for Santa Claus from Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. Dead, dead, dead. Someday you'll be dead from the South Park Christmas album. And Feist's Please Be Patient are like my top three. Yeah, Mr. Hankey's uh, Christmas album. That's what that song is from. Dead, dead, dead. Someday you'll be dead. Yeah. I got that band from my parents from Christmas with my parents because my dad was in a, a car accident and he was all banged up right before Christmas. And I'm like, hey, it's Christmas. And I put on Dead, 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 Someday You'll Be Dead. My mom got so fucking pissed off at me. <laughs> Play that CV. Your dad was in an accident. You know what? That song is banned. You hear me, Stevie? And I'm like, fucking okay. But when I have my own family, I'm going to play it every goddamn year. And I do. Yes. Love that song. But I, I, I like the Stephen Colbert special because I like Stephen Colbert, the fake right-wing pundit. I don't like every song that's on there. I don't like uh, Nutmeg. I don't like... Uh, oh, I uh, love Nutmeg. I don't like nutmeg and I don't like I it's, I hate fucking Toby Keith, but if I can get past Toby Keith, the rest of it is kind of cute. And uh, uh, I, I like uh, Willie Nelson singing and then Stephen Colbert doing the like David Bowie, like, are you high? Yeah. Like, I, I like George Went as Santa Claus. And it, it's just it's really cute. And I really like it. The DVD has an has an alternate ending. Yeah. Where uh, Stephen Colbert gets killed by the bear. Oh. So, it's cute. Uh, I mean, I fucking hate Toby Keith, but I really like the special, and I think it's adorable. 
Okay. And so I was just going to get these. I was just going to get these two 45 minute specials and then just put them together. And there you go. But then I said, no, I'm going to put an intermission in between the two of them because I just like intermission videos and, and, and drive-ins and that sort of stuff. And I go, there you go. Okay. I'm going to render this video. And then I'm like, no, fuck it. Why am I making this video? I'm making this video because I don't want to watch a Christmas film. I just want to do something fun and easy and, and easy breezy. And, and then when I thought about it that way, I was like, well, then fuck it. If this is going to be something that we're just going to do for us, I'm going to put on what we do in the shadows. Season two, episode six on the run featuring goddamn Jackie Daytona. Yes, because he is my life right now. I love this episode. I love everything about this episode. Every goddamn line. And it's so fucking quotable. And I just I so much of my life right now is is quoting Jackie Daytona sounds like a regular wacko, a real son of a bitch. Yeah, I'll keep my papers peeled for that guy. I just, I love this episode so much that I was binge watching all of what we do in the shadows, season one and season two. But once I got to Jackie Daytona, it was so fucking good that I watched it a second time and then a third time and then just stopped binge watching because, like, it won't get better than this. Yeah. I've never done this with a television show before, but god damn, this episode is the pinnacle. Okay. And I love it so much. I just love Jackie Daytona, uh, 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 your average American Yankee doodle dance. Yes. Indeed. And I love uh, uh, fucking Luke Skywalker is in this. Yeah. Luke. Was that Skywalker. Luke as the other yeah, vampire? He, yeah, that was Luke. Oh, yeah, that my was Luke. God. He was Tim the Vampire. He was Tim the Vampire. How do you know my name? It's printed on your card. Yeah. Quite clearly. He's Luke Skywalker, which makes the joke so funny when they're fighting in the bar and both of them get pool sticks and they hold them as lightsabers for a few seconds. Yeah. Uh-huh. Eventually they just break them and they get into a crucifixion, a crucifix fight. This episode was not, this television show and this episode specifically was nominated for 10 Emmys this year, including Outstanding Comedy Series, and this episode was nominated for Outstanding Writing in a Comedy Series, and it nice. would have won if it wasn't for goddamn Eugene Levy. Really? In Creek? Yeah, Shit's Creek won everything. It won Best Comedy, Best Actor in a Comedy, Best Actress in a Comedy, Best Supporting Actor in a Comedy, Best Supporting Actress in a Comedy, Best Writing in a Comedy, Best Drama, uh, Best Dress. It won all the gold in the Olympics. It won, it, it won the Grammys. It won the Tonys. It's still winning things right did now. It, did it win the Houston Chili Cook-Off? It won the Houston Chili Cook-Off. Hey. That's serious. Now I'm impressed. It's yeah. So it, it, I, I, this episode is so popular that if you just search Jackie Daytona, there's so much shit out there. There's yeah. Jackie Daytona shirts. 
and hats. I want to get this Jackie Daytona regular human bartender face mask and wear that everywhere. There's so much stuff. There's so much love out yeah. there for Jackie Daytona. For some reason, probably because it came up after Colbert and after He-Man and all that, like I wasn't really in the right mood and I like wasn't paying full attention. And the first time we went through with it, it, it I didn't care for it because it just looked like a cheap knockoff of the movie. Okay? And then I ran through me. it again this morning. I fucking loved it. I, you know, I was just like, okay, let me, you know, let me give it a real chance. And I put everything aside and I was watching it, you know, and it's a, it's a damn good episode. I wasn't on board with what we do in the shadows as a TV series until I learned that uh, Taika Waititi and Jermaine were executive producers of the TV show and that they would be writing and directing certain episodes yeah. and that they they were going to appear in an episode at the end of season one. And I was like, okay, well, if it has the 100% blessing and if the actual three vampires do appear on the show, then I can absolutely get on board with the idea of like a, what we do in the shadows cinematic universe. And sure enough, the, the three vampires do appear at the end of season one, which was my favorite episode until Jackie Daytona came along. But uh, even though they're in season two, uh, Taika Waititi and Jermaine still have a big hand in this television show. It was Jermaine's idea for the episode and his idea was there has to be an episode in season two where Laszlo uh, goes on the run and the original idea was going to be a a fugitive parody and this vampire is traveling all across America in different disguises in different places and it took just one writer to finally say okay that's what people will expect what if he just goes and what if he just stays in one place? Yeah. And falls in love with this tiny town. So Laszlo is played by Matt Barry, and I love this man. He yeah. was in the Mighty Boosh, which I was obsessed with because of uh, Old Greg. Okay, which I Old Greg. I found out an Old Greg fact, which you probably knew. Did you know this? What? Old Greg was the was the big guy who's on the British Bake Off show. I've never seen the British Bake Off show. The Great British... What's the actual name of the show? The Great Great British British Bake Off? -off? Yeah. I've I've never seen... I've never seen a single freaking episode of that show. At all. Oh yeah, no, that's Noel Fielding. I love that guy. Yeah, I will. I like I like I knew him from the baking show first. I didn't know Old Greg was in the Great British. What? I didn't know Noel Fielding from the Mighty Boosh was in the Great British Bake Off. How come no one told me this? I just I, did. I would have. Holy shit, I would have... Oh my, I gotta watch The Great British Bake Off now. Old Greg is in The Great British Bake Off. He's one of the hosts of The Great British Bake Off. Old Greg! Yeah? Yeah. Fucking love Noel. 
something. Somebody so, had posted a picture of the Mighty Boosh. Love that. And I was like, so that's much. that's that's the British oh Bake Off guy. And I knew the Mighty Boosh did did old Greg, and then I had to go read the fucking article. Huh. No shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so so Laszlo, aka Jackie Daytona, was in the Mighty Boosh with with all of them. He was also in a TV show that I am obsessed with. All of the episodes are free on YouTube. It's called Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. Have we discussed this on the podcast before? No. It's 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 a it's basically a, a Stephen King parody tv show okay like like not not like a stephen king but like a dean coots okay and and the the kmart version of stephen king yes yeah yeah so so the the concept of the show is in the 80s this horror novelist did a, a TV show for the BBC, which they aired once and never aired again. But now it's like the year 2000 and the BBC is out of good ideas. So they've come back to Garth Marenghi to ask him, hey, do you still have that old show you did in the 80s? We'll run that again. And so it's it's a really bad 1980s horror television show and it's fucking hilarious. Yeah. And uh, the the head doctor of Dark Place Hospital is uh, Jackie Daytona and he's amazing. Uh, he was also in the last season of Community. Okay. He was the grift teacher. The what? He, the grift teacher. He taught the art of the grift. Nice. Playing the song from the from the Sting over and over again, the Entertainer. They kept playing the Entertainer over and over again during the episode, and so it, that was one of the reasons why I was okay with what we do in the shadows. Because it's like, oh shit, the guy from the Mighty Boosh and Community is in this. Yeah. Okay, uh, you have to see Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. It is fucking hilarious. Really. It is the worst TV show ever, which is why it is fucking great. I found a YouTube playlist of all of the episodes of Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, and I'll throw, watch them. Throw a link in the group. Yeah, I absolutely will. Uh, viewful playlist. There it is. Boom. Uh, yeah. No, I absolutely have the link right here, and I'm just going to pop it right in because it's, it's the absolute freaking best. Not as good as yeah. Jackie Daytona, but uh, it's freaking wonderful. Okay, I just posted that. It's there somewhere. I don't know where, but yeah, there you go. I just posted it. It's on the group. It's on the Facebook group. It's the funniest okay. show ever, and it's a young, it's a young Jackie Daytona. This is the way we talk in Tucson, Arizona. Yes, we do. <laughs> I love this show so much. I love this show so much that I just want to get really high and go watch my local town's high school volleyball team. Yeah. Go yeah. buck. You know who the real losers are? Those volleyball players. Since, I, I since we're in the area, 
of the, yes. of the same topic, not quite a tangent. May I say to you, sir, everything hmm. is a drum. Everything is a drum. Have you seen that? Um, no, what are you talking about? It is a show on Netflix, and when they they when you like when you go on an actual icon on Netflix, it has to show you the fucking preview of the show. You know where I would rather browse in peace. Oh, oh. yeah, that's Auntie Donna's big old house of fun. I keep meaning to watch that. Everyone tells me I have to watch that, and I and I plan to. I just I I never watch Netflix. The problem is that it's on Netflix. Here is my opinion. That bit is brilliant. I fucking love that everything's a drum bit. So much so that I started watching the show. And that humor just ran out really fucking quick. Well, I I really I I know I'm gonna like it because I I'm still in love with the show. I think you should leave with Tim Robinson on Netflix. Yeah, because I still think that that was the funniest fucking show I've ever seen. Tim Robinson was a bit player on SNL. Uh, he was only on for like two seasons and then they fired him. He had all of these weird, crazy skit ideas that SNL refused to put on the air because they were just too weird. So he just basically said, I'll show you guys. One day I'll have my own show and I'll do my own skits. And so he did. And it came out like right around the beginning of the pandemic and everyone was at home and they were watching. I think you should leave with Tim Robinson. And it became a hit. And I just absolutely love that show. So when I saw Auntie Donna's Great Big House of Fun, I'm like, okay, this looks like it's in that same universe, and I'm going to watch this, and I'm going to love it. And yeah. and I keep meaning. I just got to Shit's Creek for shit's sake. Yeah. So I'll be getting to Auntie Donna's in eventually. I, I really didn't like it after much after everything's a drum. Which I fucking loved. Yeah, okay. So, so like, for me, like, I mean, you, your results may vary, okay? You might like it. I don't want to <laughs> discourage you from watching it. But for me, yeah. it, it looks like I really think you hit your peak with that, and I can't keep watching this now. Honestly? Yeah. Like well, Jackie isn't that Day. what you were saying about what we do in Shadows? Yeah, yeah, it's exactly what I was saying about Jackie Daytona. Jackie Daytona is so fucking funny that, like, they're like, I don't know, I might be done with this show. I might be done. Yeah. Because we'll never get any better than this. This is fucking hilarious. I was really, I'm really happy to see what we do on The Shadows on a lot of critics, like, lists of the top 10 best shows on TV in 2020. Really? The Onion, the Onion AV Club listed it like number three or number four on their list of the best TV shows of the year. Yeah. And and they specifically pointed out Jackie Daytona. And it's like, oh, okay, good for you. Jackie for Daytona you. was fucking hysterical. You know? Yes, absolutely. I, 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 
he supports his local volleyball team. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Everybody knows the, the local team. that Jackie Daytona has a heart of gold. You know? Well, when you're Jackie Daytona, you can do anything you want because you change lives. Yes. Yes, you do. My wife. Love that episode so much. I have seen it about 10 times. I've seen it about 10 times. But but at the same time, you know, in keeping with the vampire aspect, what what a better life to live. I mean, it, it just made sense that, like, he wouldn't, he's a bar owner. He wouldn't open till after dark. Yep. Yeah, no, it makes perfect sense. He can close before the sun comes up, and he crawls in. Who's going to notice an old an old freezer like that in an old bar? Yeah, you know. So he's yeah, got his coffin. I I think I think it's genius how they make those genius in a kind of way that. Weird Al Yankovich is a genius. You know? Yeah. So I headed up east to Pennsylvania because it sounded like Transylvania. Yeah. And everyone knows that's cool. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Love it. Love everything about it. I'm hoping that later on in the series that the girl will come back. Because a lot of characters that they run into like appear again in the show, yeah. reoccurring characters. And I'm hoping that that the girl who worked at the bar with Jackie tracks down Laszlo because she's in love with Jackie Daytona. That could be an entire episode. Yes, it could. And that's what I'm hoping for because she was adorable. But I just love how they built this vampire's life and it made sense in a way. I mean... Considering vampires are real, <laughs> it made sense. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. It's a great episode, and I'm really happy to be talking about Jackie Daytona. He would be a big fish so, in a really little pond. Yeah. And he's, he, the entire episode just hangs on a uh, talent show to raise money for the girls' volleyball team to go to state. Yes. I love it so much. See, now I'm going to have to watch it again to see Mark Hamill, though. But, oh, but yeah, it's fucking wonderful. He gave him a Billy Bass fish. Yeah, and he goes, uh, do you remember the Mechanical Turk? <laughs> I love I love that. I love that weirdo old school reference so much. Yeah. Do you remember the Mechanical Turk? <laughs> it's such a good episode, and it's really great when you know that it's Mark Hamill. He's having a lot of fucking fun. I am so happy that Mark Hamill in- invo- evolved into the human Mark Hamill has. I fucking love Mark Hamill, and I thought he was just going to be a. I mean, I, I mean, I thought he would always be famous for being Luke Skywalker, but he was going to be a, a Jan Michael Vincent or, 
you know, one of the Van Patten kids. You know, the blonde-haired, blue-eyed Aryan kids that we were really into in the 70s. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, good for Mark But Hamill. he's just turned out to be more... I mean, I love how he does not take himself serious. Not even a little bit. We did... His pivot to doing voice acting was genius. So we didn't have yes. to watch him go through the pouty phase that we had to watch William Shatner fucking go through. And we had to watch Adam West go through it. You know? And just about anybody else who was who we love because of a certain role they played. You know? There was always a period where they Mark were like, Hamill is such a Batman. good joker. What? Mark Hamill is such a good joker. Yeah. His name should be up there. With the other jokers, I, I, I have Caesar heard Romero, Caesar Romero, Zach Galifianakis from the Lego Batman movie. Yes, and Mark Hamill, and yes. Mark Hamill. Yeah, top three jokers right there. Yes, boom. There's no other joker. There's no other jokers, especially especially ones. Uh, that are set in the seventies and have phoenixes in it. That yeah. one did. I'm convinced that movie didn't happen. No. Yeah. That there's are, are we no, talking about? Are we on the same movie? I'm not sure. I'm thinking. No. Now I'm talking about Joaquin Phoenix's film Joker. I'm convinced that that movie didn't come out. Oh, okay. That one. Yeah. Weird. That was weird. Yeah. It was weird. Well, maybe you do a spin-off show. Things we would like to forget from 2020. Ooh, that's a good idea. That there is a you good go. Idea. That was 2019, though. That was the end of 2019, because it was up for the 2020 Oscars. Again, like Cats. A harbinger. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. That tracks. Yeah. <laughs> So that's right. all I've Don't got. Don't they both seem so fucking long ago? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, at the beginning of this year, Bella and I went to the movie theater to watch Cats. That happened this year. It seems yeah. like five years ago that that happened. Yeah. It This year. That is insane. Fucking Rick D's. That was the last fucking movie I saw. That was the last movie you saw in theaters. The last movie I saw in theaters was Back to the Future, which is weird. Fuck you. It's it's, it's so wonderful to watch Back to the Future with someone who has never watched Back to the Future before. The joy of having Amber lean up to me and goes, and go, Dad, does he want to fuck his mom? <laughs> and I'm like, no, the mom wants to fuck him. This is a very incest movie. <laughs> Just wait till they start making out in the car in the parking lot of the dance. Yeah. This is a weird movie to explain to someone who has not seen the film. Yeah. But that's all I've got for this week. Uh, this was a fun, nice off week. Next week will be. Our, 
last episode of the year, but still, even though the episode will, uh, we will be recording it after Christmas, it's still in December, and December is our Christmas month. So yes. next week, once again, we will be covering our yearly tradition Santa Claus and Santa and the ice cream bunny. Yes. And once again, like I do every year, I will be doing an all new deep dive into the film. Yes. Like I do every year. But this year is a little different because we're both on page with on the same page with the same version. Which is the Jack and the Beanstalk version of Santa Claus. Which I have never seen before. Which I've never seen before. I've seen Thumbelina more times than I can count, but I've never seen the Jack and the Beanstalk version. Yes. So I'm pretty excited about this. It is a treat. Really? Yes. Uh, Okay. I'm going to take your word for that. But I don't consider upping your dosage on your antidepressants, maybe. You know? Okay. Um, Uh, Have some edibles and lots of Sprite. Lots of Sprite. Okay. the, The zesty lemon flavor. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So next week, we're doing Santa Claus and the Ice Cream Bunny. Also, next week, I've got a game. Okay. And it's going to be... It's going to be so much fun. So much fun. Okay. I cannot wait to play this game with you, Bunny. That I have come up with, and it's brilliant. So excited. So very excited. But that's next week. Now that I'm looking back at this week, the highs and lows, the ups and the downs, Jackie Daytona, Saturday Night Fever, Yuri Geller, Disco, Rick D's! Rick D's. I gotta say, I think this has been a pretty good episode of the podcast. This has been pretty good. This has been a damn good episode of the podcast okay good i'm glad you said that i was gonna say the same thing but you're the one who comes up with those uh, classifications distinctions and i didn't want to step on your toes but yes i i i concur with your assessment good sir so until next week i am bunny williams and i am reverend steven on behalf of bella and Maxwell and Natasha and Eleanor and everybody else in the house. I just want to say thanks for listening and we will see you next week, you godless heathens. And you Lumas. And you Lumas? Oh, much as it's the name of the stars in Super Mario Galaxy. Super Mario Galaxy, gotcha. Do 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 do. Skitty pop do wow. Cut and print. Cut and print.